Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here, and welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. I have in the blue corner, Mr. Ash Playstead, industry veteran. How are you today? Uh, I like the boxing analogy. We will come out swinging, James, like we always do. Uh, I'm super well, mate. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing good in the red corner. And it's actually interesting that I uh, did that intro because it was totally unscripted. But if you think about the boxing analogy, Ash, managing your energy, which is the topic of today's conversation, it's a pretty good analogy, right? Like um, sports people, boxers, professionals, business people, we need to be very conscious of managing our energy because, well, think about it. Like people talk about managing their time and managing their money. And yes, these are important things to do. But I don't think that we talk enough about managing energy, why you need to do it and strategies to do it. Um, Because for me, you can have all the money and all the time, but if you've got no energy to do the things you want to do in your business and life, then, well, Mm. you know, all the money and time isn't going to help that. So I think we should dive into this wide-ranging topic. It's a really important topic, and it is a wide-ranging topic. You're right, Uh, but it is a super important topic because it underpins, um, you know, the purpose of why anybody would get into any industry or business. It's it's to have lifestyle, work-life balance, um, be present for yourself and your family and your loved ones, and all of that's really hard to achieve if you don't manage your energy well. And to go back to your boxing analogy, like I really I really like that. So I just want to stretch that out a little bit further, actually. Um, and you could use a UFC or a wrestling or, but in this case, a boxing analogy. And, you know, why do you think they make boxers have 15 rounds of three minutes at a time? Why don't they just have 45 minutes nonstop? Because it's impossible to keep up that level of energy for more than three minutes. Have a think about it, right? Why does, why does the boxing industry compartmentalize those intense bursts of energy into three minutes blocks with a rest in between? Because they need their boxers to have to be able to conserve their energy, to be able to expend a lot of energy quickly, then take a break and recharge. Now, imagine if a boxing match was 45 minutes without a break. Well, they'd both be flat out exhausted on the ground, gasping for oxygen after about five or six minutes. Now, that's obvious, right? That, that's obvious. And yet, as you said, we go across to our business and we go, okay. You know, how do we do that in our business? And it's amazing to me and, and quite frightening, to be honest, about how many people in our amazing industry, James, mortgage industry, you know, here in Australia and across in New Zealand and in, in North America as well, people are running on empty for, for days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months on end, on end. That's like having an hour-long boxing match without a break. You know, that, that would... That would, you know, your cortisol, your stress hormones, everything's at high arousal. Nobody can operate at that level successfully. And yet, as business owners, entrepreneurs, mortgage brokers, family people, 
were operating on high energy the whole time. Mm. You know, that, that's, that's one part of the equation. Right? One part of the equation is to come up with a structure that allows you to have those blocks of intensity when you need it, but have rest time in between time. The other part of the boxing analogy that I'll just throw in and we can maybe stretch it out is there's a purpose to the fight. They're not just punching the crap out of each other for the hell of it, right? There's an actual purpose, and the purpose is to win something. There's a goal that they're aiming at. There's a, there's a why, if you like, to borrow a bit of a cliche. You know, so it gives purpose to the expenditure of energy, right? They're not just expending energy for the hell of it. They're expending energy in a cause, and the cause is, you know, uh, I need to get to the finishing bell staying upright and winning this fight. Like that's the purpose. So you take that across the business. Well, it's much, much easier to manage your energy if you can contextualize it into a greater purpose. Yeah, 100%. I thought you were about to talk about going and knocking out the competition using the uh, boxing. <laughs> no. Well, I quite. like that one too. <laughs> um, maybe that's for another episode. Oh, yeah, I love that you brought that up because – there's just way too much hustle, 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 do, 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 sprint, sprint, sprint. It's become almost a movement of doing. And we've talked about this in other episodes. As you know, we've talked about hustle myths and busy myths um, and that feeling like people define their worth and success by being busy. And, you know, uh, on the topic of managing energy, like I just wrote down as you were talking that people I think are at, they're in the do category almost 100% of the time. They allocate their daily or weekly schedule to be doing, and there's not enough time allocated to just sit and think and have a break. Um, mm. We're all trying to accomplish everything by yesterday, and that's all well and good for the you know, short period of time, but it usually leads to burnout, Ash. And if it doesn't lead to burnout, it's leading to other health problems that aren't surfacing yet. So it's mm. a really, really valuable discussion um, that it's mm. a marathon, it's not a sprint. And oh. the fact that you brought up purpose was really important too because the purpose of the do, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle isn't to – the purpose isn't to be busy. The purpose is to achieve a, a goal – not yeah. just to be busy for the sake of being busy. So if you've got a hope of managing your energy, it's what is the easiest, fastest path for me to get to my desired action? And, and that's probably the most important point of this entire episode, Ash, is that if we don't have a purpose and action, then – if we know the purpose and we're laser focused on it, we can strip everything else away that's meaningless, all of this do, 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 hustle, hustle stuff, and just expend the minimum amount of energy to get us to that goal as fast as possible. Um, I, I love that. So it's a little bit like saying the secret to managing your energy is by just having a real clear purpose and plan to get there. Look, it's Pareto's law. Uh, you know, we, we've all probably heard of Pareto's law, yeah, the 80-20 rule. You know, I'm a huge believer in this, and it is it is a little bit uh, counterintuitive that you should be aiming to get the maximum outcome from the minimum effort, not the minimum outcome from the maximum effort. 
which is unfortunately what we see in the industry a lot. Brokers working ridiculous hours, you know, um, long hours, seven days a week, um, trapped in their business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so they're, 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 they're doing a lot of work and maybe getting some good outcomes, whereas what we want to see is, okay, where are you trying to get here? You know, what's the, what's the outcome? And James, you know, we talk about this. It really threads through almost every discussion that we have is outcome, outcome. What are you trying to achieve? What's your vision? You know, where are you going? You know, and ultimately ends up in a very similar place for the people we work with. And I think the industry broadly is a business that essentially works with or without me. Right, that allows people that freedom, that flexibility, that opportunity to breathe, um, to work on their own physical wellness and mental wellness. Um, you know, you know, to you know, to to build up a reservoir of energy, um, and that's only possible if you've got this structure and strategy to get to this outcome. Then it makes the race very contextualised. You're in this race, you know, where you're sprinting sometimes, you're stopping for a rest sometimes. Uh, then you're sprinting again. And now that's incredibly tiring if you don't know where you're going. Incredibly tiring, right? But if you know where you're going, and yes, maybe you've got a trainer and some help, you know, giving you the training regime and the framework to follow to get there, then the expenditure of energy becomes so much more focused and clear. Um, you know, to me, uh, that's you know, such a valuable, I believe, insight that I would love everybody if they take nothing else out of this discussion to take that piece of the discussion that work out where you want to get to, work out what you've got to do to get there, then get help getting there, and then inject your energy in using Pareto's law, which I say again, maximum output from minimum input, right? And all those other things you mentioned, James, the social pressure to be seen as working hard, the social pressure to justify yourself as being busy all the time. A lot of that will start to seep away. In my experience, it seeps away when you're able to reposition your identity as moving towards a greater outcome rather than just defining yourself as being busy. You can define yourself as, oh, I'm building a business. Like how good would that be, listeners? You know, you get asked by somebody in the industry or a family member, how you're going? What's up with business? Instead of saying, I'm super busy, why don't you respond with saying, oh, I'm really well progressed on building my perfect business? Ooh. Right? What a, what a big difference in mindset that is. I'm loving this. Um, it, it's funny. This, we, we started the conversation talking about how it's a wide-ranging discussion, and I think with the, um, with the off-the-cuff boxing analogy, we basically hit the nail on the head pretty quickly. And I wrote down a few things just to, I guess, dive or switch into solution mode a little bit for our listeners. And I think you've mentioned, we've already talked about some of them, but I guess I'll summarize them. I've, I've written down five points and listeners, you might want to write this down or at least take solid note. And Ash, I'll probably get you to comment on each one and then we'll uh, probably make a wrap. But the first one for managing energy is you've got to understand your capacity. You can't bite off more than you can chew. It's as simple as that. We see far too many mortgage brokers just accept everything, say yes, yes, yes. It's like accepting an invitation to five parties on Saturday night. You're just not going to get to those five parties. So 
capacity is important, right, Ash, for number one? Well, before I, before I say anything, I'm going to offer an upfront apology to all my plumber and tradie friends that may listen to this, right? So I just offer that apology up front because what I'm going to say is you don't want to treat your capacity like a lot of tradies treat their capacity, and that is say yes to everything and then just see who you can get to. People you don't get to, uh, you just don't show up. Like that, unfortunately, in the in certain trade industries, that is normal practice. To say yes to everybody, I'll be at your house between 12 and 4 next Thursday, and you're waiting patiently at your house from 12 to 4. The plumber doesn't show up. You ring them the next day. Where were you? Oh, I was just busy. I didn't get there. And you're like, you, know, you, you don't want to, you can't build a successful business by promising the world to everybody and just seeing who you get to. You need to be focused, clear, strategic. And all of that is only possible if you really define what it is that you're trying to build. You know, we talk about this all the time, James, and then that allows you to define your capacity. What can I do? What do I need to hire someone else to do? What's my highest and best use? And, um, and then all the decisions that you can make going forward from there have got to fit that path. If they don't, you shouldn't be doing them. Exactly. So in terms of managing energy, if you are over capacity, your energy will be shot. Number two is you have to schedule personal, t- personal time. Um, and it's one of those things when we're entrepreneurs and business owners, as we are as mortgage professionals, we're often likely to extend the working hours because we just want to get this thing done. Hey, listeners, have you ever caught yourself thinking or saying that, oh, but I've just got to get this done and I've just got to get that done for this person? And very quickly, those statements, especially when you have capacity and saying yes all the time, you'll get to the position where you've eaten up all of your personal downtime and break time with work. So if you don't schedule personal time, and I'm talking like every day, a few times a day, there's dedicated personal time. Once a week, there's personal time. And even having pre-scheduled holidays and breaks where you're maybe taking a shorter week, you're taking a week off. If you don't schedule time for yourself, it's very easy to let work creep into that, which is going to severely affect your energy. Because as we know, Ash, when you're ambitious mm. and you're hungry, you often for- forego the personal time, but, I, but I'm just so hungry. I want to succeed mm. in my business. I'm happy to do what it takes. And that's probably the topic of another episode, the fact that that false thinking is actually going to lead to being less happy, less productive and less sustainable, but you might make more money and do more deals in the short run. So schedule personal time. Such a dangerous, dangerous trap to fall into um, that will inevitably um, burn up all your energy and put you into what you know I was saying before. You'll be in high arousal, high stress in perpetuity. And it's so easy to fall into the trap. I'll just work hard for the next couple of weeks. I'll, you know, I will get to the holiday. I will get to my personal time. I will get to all of that stuff later. Now, amazing how often... Later never comes. Later never comes. All of a sudden, a month turns into three months, turns into six months, turns into a year, turns into five years, turns into 10 years, right? Now, that can happen really easily. And along that journey, lots of bad things can happen with your energy, you know, your relationships, your mental and physical health. 
right? So it's really, really important to identify that yourself up front. Me personally, James, there, there were short periods of times where I would work hard. Um, and I've spoken often about, you know, my brick wall that I crashed into after a couple of years that, um, you know, was my near-death experience, if you like. Um, and from that moment on, I, I, you know, I always allocated personal time, right? Always. And that was generally for me, it was a three-day weekend, once a month. It was always, always being available to take my kids to the school and if it meant I did a little bit of extra work at night to stay on top of things, that was okay because I, was, I knew that I was getting the personal time on the other side. So it's, it's, you've got to have this yin and yang, this balance. It can't be all just hustle, hustle, hustle. And the other thing too, just quickly, is I, 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 something that I see a lot in this industry is guilt. A lot of people want to have time off during the day. But they feel really guilty. They don't, but inside they feel as though they shouldn't be having time off. There's always something else they should be doing, James. Um, I would just encourage people to not feel guilty, to put yourself first, um, to borrow a, uh, a, uh, a sort of a travel industry or a flight industry uh, catchphrase. You know, you should always give yourself oxygen first. You're no good to anybody else if you run out of puff and energy. You know, give yourself oxygen first. I like that. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's a bit like um, instead of working 100% now to retire later, how about you work out? your ideal business now and enjoy your life now while you're building your business. It doesn't have to be a work now to enjoy later because, as you said, that later can suddenly become 10, 20, 30 years and you've missed your life. So that's a big one. Um, number three for me is act on purpose. And we've talked about this, I think, at length already that if you are expending your energy in your business exclusively at, uh, at on tasks that will get you to that outcome as fast and easy as possible. That's a great way of making sure you're not expending any extra energy on things that don't make a difference. It's a little bit like saying if you're going to run to the shops or you're running because you're late to catch the bus or the train or something or the airplane or something like that, you're going to go in a straight line. You're not, you're not going to take the long route. You're not going to take the scenic route or you're not going to zigzag. You, you will be line for that, what you need. And it's the same for your business. You should not be expending energy on things that don't help you reach that purpose or goal. I think a lot of this for me, and it's a great analogy, James. I couldn't agree more. In so many endeavours in life, particularly sport, you know, it's always the path of least resistance, the shortest possible route. It's That's obvious. You're not going to dodge around in circles to get to the ball. You're just going to make a straight line for it. In business and in life, I think so many of us are guilty of expending massive amounts of energy on ruminating on the past and worrying about the future and forgetting about the present. And there's a great mindfulness um, lesson around how to focus and invest your energy living on purpose and acting on purpose on the present task, what you're doing right now, rather than, you know, going through the motions, but your mind is in the past or in the future. You know, so we, we're all guilty of that to a, to a certain degree, but I, I do come across it a lot, obviously, in coaching, particularly in this industry, James. I know, you know we both do, obviously, that um, a lot of energy and mental, mental energy particularly is expended on worry, anxiety, 
rumination, uh, uncertainty about the right action to take in the future. Um, and months can go by living like that and making no progress. So that's one of the things that I would really encourage everybody to take out of what you just said is, you know, act on purpose on what it is you're doing right now. And that is a hundred times easier when it fits into a, you know, a bigger picture plan that you're acting on. Awesome. Yep. hundred percent agree. Number four, I feel like I'm in some sort of countdown on TV. Number four is, is relatively simple. We're not going to go into each one of these. We're not, um, we're not experts in these areas necessarily, but it's pretty simple. Uh, in order to manage your energy, it goes without saying that you need to eat well, you need to sleep, make time for sleep, you need to move your body, not just sit around watching TV and at the desk all day. And somewhat, some people would also gain benefit from spending time uh, meditating as well. So eat, sleep, move, meditate in terms of energy personally outside of work what you eat and what you put into your body water as well as as food is essential making sure you get sleep exercise meditation these things should go without saying ash but i wanted to put them in because you know it's pretty fundamental preaching to the converted here james every single thing you just mentioned form part of my life habits the rituals that i've developed to myself um, you know, I, I add I add intentional breathing in there. I'm a big fan of using, um, you know, breathing techniques to help with your energy and your stress levels. Um, nutrition, um, sleep, uh, water, exercise, and you know, I would even I would even interpose the word mindfulness with meditation. I think meditation is an amazing thing, but it's you know. Some people listening to this will probably immediately trigger to woo-woo when they hear the word meditation. I would, you know, I would encourage everybody to explore, um, uh, you know, in, uh, these habits and find a way to integrate them into your daily life, even if it's just in a very small way, because all of them provide benefit to your energy and all of them collectively um, you know, really become the fuel to power the machine, which is your body and your brain, which yeah, is where exactly. your energy exists. Exactly. And we could add to that uh, going out and getting in the sun as well. Sunlight is fairly important for energy. Obviously, we don't want to do anything silly and get sunburnt and things like that, but sunlight, everything lives and grows under the sun in some way. So getting out and enjoying it as well for yourself. That was number four. And the last one I wrote down around managing energy is around the idea. This is about uh, this is a work one specifically, and you mentioned this at the start around uh, boxes going for three minute rounds, and it's working in cycles in your business. So whether this is a daily cycle, whether it's a weekly cycle, or even a longer term cycle where you do this over a period of months, where you, um, you know, if you are an athlete you do a few things in a cycle, you warm up. Then once you are warmed up, you perform, you go and sprint. And then after the sprint, you cool down and then you relax and then you do it again, right? So we need to work in cycles to manage our energy as well. We don't just come in and go 100% from the first minute we're in. We don't go 100% day on, day out, week on, week out. We need to find a bit of a, a cadence where 
we have a warm-up period, sprint period, cool-down and relax period. So you could say that the relax period is where you get time off on holidays. And maybe when you come back from holidays, you're in a warm-up phase. You're assessing what you're working on. You're starting to make your plans. And then you go into a sprint phase where you get as much done as possible, whether that's a period of weeks or a month or even just days. And when you've got that work done, it's time for the cool-down. You know, that's the consolidation in time for your next break. And I think this sort of ties into what we mentioned earlier, Ash, about um, just managing, uh, not sprinting constantly. And if our listeners can find a way to build a cadence that works for them, I think that can be incredibly valuable for their energy as well because we can't be at 100% all the time. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, in what endeavour in life can you go at 100% all the time? And yet so many of, you know, our listeners and people in this industry seem to get almost addicted or, or obligated um, into being on all the time. I mean, at a personal level, James, I mean, you know, and I'll out myself here, even when I was going um, like the clappers and writing a lot of loans, you know, back in the day, you know, going back 20 years ago when I was doing big volume of loans, even then, I would have a 30 to 45-minute cat nap every day. Now, you can call me granddad if you like, you know. I had my nana naps, and back then, I was in my early 30s, right? Um, you know, I'm in my mid-50s mid now. I was in my early 30s. Even then, even when I was doing big volumes, I would always have a power nap during the day. Now, that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. All I'm saying is, for me that was incredibly important for the cadence of how I could work. Intense bursts interspersed by periods of switching off. I like that. Right? I mean, And the cat nap just worked really well for me. The cat nap. Well, it, I like that because we, we don't want to go too deep into it, but there is a thing called circadian rhythms that whether we like it or not, every human uh, goes through every single day. And it, it, it's... Uh, and I remember we've done a session for our members on this, Ash, where we talked about actually working to your own circadian rhythm because everybody works well at different times. Our listeners would be, you'd be thinking to yourself, you know instinctively, are you really full of beans 5 a.m. in the morning? And that's when you're super productive and focused. Or for you, is it 8, 9 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Everybody has a slightly different rhythm. And when you hack your rhythm, you can work out the best times that you should be going for your sprint sessions, hell for leather, super focused, productive, because um, you can't be banging your head against the energy brick wall. For example, Ash, every one mm -hmm. of our listeners would probably know this. You have a big meal for lunch or dinner, and for the half an hour to an hour after you eat, you're a little bit flat, you're a little bit tired, maybe a bit relaxed and drained. It's because your body's busy digesting. It's mm. not the time to be diving into a serious meeting or a serious project where you need to be focused and getting things done. So um, managing your energy is important to understand when you're up, when you're flat, when you're a bit down and building your day around that as well. I love that, James. And in actual fact, I can, you know, I can actually add for, for listeners that there is a lot of medical evidence now, scientific evidence that you should not make important decisions in the hour to 90 minutes after a meal because, and I'll tell you why, it's because 
using your brain to make decisions takes a lot of energy. Your brain uses more energy than any other part of your body, for starters. So when you're needing to make decisions or work on complex things, you need a lot of brain energy. Now, for the hour after having a meal, a lot of your energy gets diverted to digestion, as you just said. That's scientific fact. So you should, if you're ever going to have a cat nap or a switch-off period, try to plan it for the half an hour to 40 minutes straight after lunch or dinner. Dinner's pretty tricky at night if you've got kids, but during the day is why I did it um, because I just didn't have the mental energy after having food. So I would just go and park the car somewhere and have a snooze in the car. And it allowed my, my digestion to work through, my brain to have a rest, and I kicked back into full gear for the next two, three hours after that. But if I hadn't have done that for myself, I would have been putting my decision-making at high risk because my brain and my gut are competing for energy and there's only so much to go around. That's it. So we can almost throw the working nine-to-five structure out the window and start to design our working day around our energy so that we actually get the most out of it. So I love that. I mean, I'd like to sort of wrap this with, um, at the end of the day, if we're talking about managing your energy, for our listeners out, my key takeaway that I want you all to leave with is that to the subject is managing your energy. It's not thinking about it. It's not planning or wondering or, you know, taking a whole bunch of strategies. It's the key takeaway is you have to manage it as in go and do certain things on purpose. You have to proactively manage your energy. You have to think about this as like a business plan. It's not something that's just going to happen. You don't just suddenly start eating better and um, acting on purpose and scheduling personal time. You actually have to schedule the personal time. You have to manage that. You have to manage when you sleep and how you eat and how you work, when you prioritize and schedule things and all those things. So my key takeaway is to really do this in a focused, proactive way on purpose because if you want to manage your energy and get the most out of it it's a project that you need to work on ash yeah i endorse that 100 percent, james um i don't want to add any different point other than to um emphasize what you just said is don't allow your rest to be circumstantial i mean the boxing analogy is you know boxers don't stop and have a rest when they feel like it right it's scheduled it's planned it's structured Now, yes, your business, you may not be able to be quite as structured as that, but I challenge every listener to sit down and go, right, my next day looks like this. And between 1.30 and 2, I'm going to schedule a catnap. Now, that's an example that would work for me. Schedule it in. Be intentional. You've used that word half a dozen times, James. Act purposefully and intentionally and to a plan rather than tell yourself and kid yourself that, okay, when I get a chance, I'll have a rest. Right? That is not the way to do this. The way to do this is to plan ahead and go, at this time, I'm going to have a rest. Right? Give it a go and find your own rhythm and then plan your activities around that rhythm. Exactly. And this has been a super valuable episode, Ash. I think it, maybe it's one of our longer episodes, and I think that's for a reason. We are running a mortgage business growth acceleration podcast, but talking about 
these sort of topics like managing energy, if you don't have this under control, your business isn't under control. Your business growth is not going to happen without you being on top of your game. So I'm really glad that we made the time to dive into this fringe topic, often overlooked topic, but probably one of the most important ones outside of the usual business strategy type of stuff that we do. So um, super important topic. Hope you've enjoyed it, listeners. Please uh, comment, rate, share this with other mortgage professionals. You know need to hear this as well. And Ash, I'm really looking forward to our next chat. Likewise, James. Great discussion. I shall see you next time. Bye, listeners. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.